What the hell did we just watch on Sunday Night Football? Justin Herbert was historic. Austin Eckler was special. The Chargers blew a 17-point lead, and they still ended up winning the game. I'm not sure exactly what we just watched, but all I know is that that game was absolutely bananas, and we have to get into it. You are Locked On Chargers. Your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joining as always, my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers for over five seasons. We started doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. Now, this is our fourth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Oh, my God, guys, what a game. Thank you guys for making this your first listen after a wild game like we just watched on Sunday Night Football. Justin Herbert, once again, great in prime time. He ends up lighting up a banged up Pittsburgh Steelers defense, and the Chargers end up winning 41-37 to in a game where it felt like there was no way they should have won. Like, everything ended up going wrong for them in the second half, and we'll get into that at the end of the show. I mean, blocked punts, interceptions, I mean, turnover on downs with bad play calling. Everything seemed like it was, oh, yeah, drop passes again making an appearance, but the Chargers ended up getting the win. So if you guys don't already, make sure to subscribe to our Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. If you're watching now, make sure to go to the bottom, subscribe there, follow the show, Wherever you get your podcast from, you can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. But, whoo, the Chargers can never make it easy, right? I mean, you have a 17-point fourth-quarter lead. You think the Chargers might take it easy on you a little bit, and they can't. The game ends up being absolutely bananas, and it takes a 53-yard Mike Williams touchdown pass with two minutes and nine seconds left to retake the lead in the fourth quarter for the Chargers to get things done, to move to 6-4 and four in a really crowded AFC West and in a crowded AFC in general. I mean, the Chargers absolutely needed this one to keep pace, especially against another AFC team. And credit to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, they played a hell of a game given the guys that they were down. The Chargers just came through at the end. But, David, I mean, it's hard not to start with Justin Herbert. I mean, literally historic. You retweeted something on our account. Shield Capadia posted it from The Athletic. A couple other people posted it as well. But Justin Herbert, the first ever quarterback in NFL history to throw for 350 passing yards and rush for another 90 yards. I mean, that was the difference with Justin Herbert in this game. I mean, he went super saiyan. He took his game to the next level. He got his legs incorporated and just absolutely blew this thing up. I mean, multiple third down conversions with his legs. The best we've ever seen him use that part of his game. And then obviously Austin Eckler, really highlighted by his 17-yard touchdown where he broke three tackles on his way into the end zone and just carried a Steeler on his back on the way in. I mean, those two dudes, Keenan Allen went off as well, but Justin Herbert was literally historic on on Sunday night football. And like, it was nice to see superstar Justin Herbert back in action. When the lights are on the brightest, Daniel, Justin Herbert comes to play and he shines brighter than anyone else. Justin Herbert was truly phenomenal in this game. The chargers were great offensively. You got to give uh, some credit to uh, offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi he called a phenomenal game. They were throwing the ball down the field. They were staying ahead of the sticks. They were scoring points, touchdowns, and field goals. They didn't punt until third the third quarter in this game. They were really efficient on defense. They, they didn't play as well. They got the stops when they needed to in the end. 
But that fourth quarter was an absolute crazy roller coaster that the Chargers were lucky to really come out on top of. But man, what an exciting game to watch. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers scored 27 fourth quarter points, right? And that was with, you know, the Chargers getting a couple of good defensive Unreal. stands in their own red zone. I mean, the Chargers offense and special teams did not help them out at all. I mean, you have a blocked punt that ends up on the plus three yard line for the Steelers, and that's an easy touchdown for them. Really, actually not. I mean, it went to fourth and goal at one point, but they blew it. We'll get into that in the recap. But three drives for the Chargers in the first half. They score on all three. Eight drives for the Chargers in the second half or seven. I mean, it was just a totally different game. The two halves were just completely different ball games. it felt like. But obviously, yeah, there's a lot to clean up. There's a lot of bad stuff. An interception that bounces off a helmet, a blocked punt that we kind of saw coming all year long just because it, so many teams were close to getting there, right? And the Steelers, I mean, they almost blocked that one easily. And then you have a fourth yeah. down play, you know, that questionable play call. You don't go with the sneak. You're on your own side of the field. You're setting them up to go potentially run the clock out and win the game. But you came through. The defense gets a couple sacks at the end of the game. The offense really answered twice because they gave up some points to begin the second half, came back, got a touchdown, extended the lead again, and then had more weird stuff happen. And then on the last drive, you come through and get that big touchdown. So a lot to work on, especially defense special teams wise David but in the end I mean a sloppy win is a win as much as I hate to say that because not all wins are equal there's bad wins too where there's a lot to still work on but like the Chargers needed to get this one done any way possible well I think the one thing that really sticks out to you is the offensive drives that you saw in this game that was the one like area of concern that was really starting to bug you because there's so much talent on this Chargers offense these wide receivers are incredible Austin Eckler, I mean, why wasn't he getting the ball? Why wasn't he more involved? The the tight ends are very talented. Donald Parham had a couple of nice catches. Austin Eckler was incredible in this game. He was phenomenal as a runner and as a pass catcher. We know his ability. He was a vulture in the end zone. Fantasy owners all over the world have to be ecstatic with that type of, of performance from Austin Eckler and by Justin Herbert. I mean, imagine going up against a, somebody who has both of those guys on their team. Like it's just game over. Like those guys were crazy in this game. Got to give a huge shout out to Austin Eckler. He like, man, he's so exciting to watch. And we've been pounding the table to get him more involved in the offense. And when the chargers do great things happen. I mean, he had a historic game four touchdowns. He was so, so fun to watch in this game, man. Yeah, he was. I mean, and just like what a weapon to have in the red zone because like the Chargers couldn't afford to stall out, right? They did have one where they stalled out a little bit after a penalty. Justin Herbert would have picked it up. But like in a game where you score 41 points, there's not a lot of wiggle room to add some more field goals into that equation. So the Chargers came through in the red zone. A lot of that was Austin Eckler. And as for as much as the defense struggled, I mean, they really missed Asade Samuel Jr. who left the game with a second concussion. Definitely thinking about him right now. Sad, man. Yeah. It's just you don't know how those things turn out. And there's, you know, no gauge to how bad of one it is or anything like that, right? A concussion is a concussion. Yeah. And just to have two in such a short amount of time because he just came back, you know, from his first concussion of his career, supposedly. So, like, yeah, it, it, it's just tough. And obviously you hope he takes the time to get better. I mean, that was a gnarly knee he took to the head from Najee Harris on a really good tackle, too, that he made that really stopped what could have been a big run for the for the Steelers. But like 
I think as far as the defense goes, like we talked about it before, right? The run defense still there, missing three of your four top defensive tackles. You hold the Steelers to 3.1 yards per carry overall. Najee Harris doesn't go off. Yeah, I mean, multiple guys stepping up, some batted passes. Joe Gaziano makes a big play. And then at the end of the game, you get two sacks that lose 19 yards for the Steelers offense. Like, as bad as they were at times in this game, like that was a critical drive. They hadn't stopped them at all during the fourth quarter. You felt like they were going to go get a touchdown. Two minutes left in the game still. And they came through, and that was huge for this team to end it like that. Go ahead. And I have to say, I'm I'm so happy that they got that penalty on that fourth and 29 because we've had too many horror situations on fourth and 29. So thank God they got the the five-yard penalty, pushed that back even further. But, yeah, that's the kind of performance you want to see out of this team, just to deal with the amount of adversity that they went through in that fourth quarter, like just the absolute heart heart attack moments where your blood pressure went through the roof. You're just like, this this can't be happening right now. All Anything that could go wrong went wrong, and the Chargers were able to weather that storm and pick up a massive victory to continue to climb, to continue to build, and to continue to start playing your best football when it matters, which is in December. I mean, it would have been four out of the last five games the Chargers would have lost after a 4 and one start. So to get this against an AFC team, it's hard to – you know, talk about how big of a game this was impacting the end of the season the way it might, right? And so the Chargers came through with some big plays, especially offensively. We knew the offense had to be better. It was bad for so many weeks leading up to this outside of the Eagles game. And it came through, especially in the first half, where they didn't ever not score. They scored on every drive they had in the first half. So we're going to talk about how much better the offense looked on that first quarter and first half of the game. Coming up right after this, first thing I need to tell you guys, about Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you guys about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love all in one place, you, and that's with a Direct TV Stream where you guys can finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch all of your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more about it at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package all right david well this was a recap that did not look like it was going to be fun for a giant portion of that game i mean i thought (sighs) there was a point where i was like i don't even know if we can do a recap of this game because it was going so poorly for the Chargers. But luckily, when you end the game the way they did and you squeak one out in a huge game under the lights of Sunday night football, I mean, you have to talk about it. And the Chargers came out defensively really good uh, as far as run defense goes. I mean, you saw early, like, Chargers defense was not going to be pushed over in the middle, and that was huge, right? Missing Limbaugh Joseph and Christian Cummington and Jerry Tillery to a lesser extent in the running game. But, like, They weren't totally getting pushed around. They really killed themselves in the first round. The Chargers defense did with three penalties. Harris gets beat on a third and three play. And the Steelers, they end up getting held to a field goal after, you know, the Chargers really played some bend but don't break defense. But the Chargers offense looked good right away. And that was what was really exciting to see. Mike Williams gets a 22-yard gain on third and 14. Chargers setting themselves back with offensive penalties. 
Herbert on the drive is absolutely on fire. He goes six for seven, 64 yards, and the one incompletion was a drop pass by Donald Parham, which would have been another 20-plus yards. Maybe a touchdown, right? And it ends in a six-yard Austin Eckler rushing touchdown with a huge hole following the left side. But the one thing that was for sure was they were getting Mike Williams involved early in the game, and he had three catches for 41 yards. And when the Chargers offense was at its best, Mike Williams was very involved early in the season. I mean, there's just no way around that. They made a very big effort to get him the ball early in the game, but then they got helped out by their defense because even though the Steelers were moving the ball, they still did literally as much of a bend but don't break as you can do. Asante Samuel Jr. gets yeah. beat for a big play, 37 yards on by Chase Claypool. Wasn't even really close to making the play. A big bend, bad throw really stops it from being a touchdown, but he came back in the end zone and with a fade throw to Chase Claypool, who was way, way bigger than Asante Samuel Jr., he breaks it up, and then on fourth down, the Chargers stop a play that has hurt them so many times, especially against the Chiefs. It's that little shovel pass to the tight end right near the line of scrimmage. Nobody's accounting for him. Chargers cover it up, and they get off the field. Chargers come back, score a touchdown. Like, that's what you needed, right? The Chargers go 12 plays, 98 yards, get another touchdown. But the nice thing about that drive, David, the really big thing that stood out was Justin Herbert using his legs. Two 18-yard rushes on that drive, picking up first downs on third downs. That was crazy, and that's when you're like, oh, my God. Like, when he's running like this, he's so hard to stop. Well, it's just such an uh, another element to his game that you have to worry about. I mean, and this guy has so many different weapons. You know that he can throw it long. You know he can throw on the run accurately. You know that he can fit it in windows. You know he can layer it. But now you have to worry about him as a runner. Like, it's just another element that makes him so dangerous, and he used it so many times in this game to avoid making bad throws. He made the right read. He saw the hole. He hit the hole, was very decisive about it, and that made a huge difference in this game. Something that I would be very welcome to seeing happen a lot more often as this season goes by. Yeah, for sure. And, like, he didn't really take a lot of hits. I mean, he did have the Cam Hayward hit late in the game where he got caught from behind and maybe got double punched in the stomach, and we'll talk about that in the next segment but I mean he slid most of the time he was running out of bounds there was nothing that you were like okay like stop running the ball because it's gonna get you yeah. hurt not, not a lot of those moments there and you huge, go up 14 huge to lanes yeah and I mean to go 98 yards after that stop like what that does for your team when you take a ball it's that deep inside your own territory and find a way to score a touchdown to go up by 11 points early in the game like that just sets the tempo and the charged offense like almost unrecognizable because we hadn't seen this kind of consistency from them. But they do end up giving up a touchdown. The Chargers defense does on the next drive. Steelers go seven plays, 64 yards, get a touchdown to make it 14 to 10. And it was like a lot of that good work you had done kind of went away a little bit. You know, you lost some of that momentum. And on that drive, I mean, Deontay Johnson, miraculous catch with Michael Davis, pass interfering all over him, right? A 30-yard kick return that they gave up, a 12-yard Najee Harris rush to start that drive. I mean, that drive just wasn't going their way from the set, you know, from the offset. But it was the Deontay Johnson touchdown that really against Asante Samuel Jr. Like, all right, well, Asante is going to have to bounce back again, right? Because it was a really ridiculous catch in the back of the end zone. We knew the Chargers had to account for him. He was their best offensive player potentially, right, so far this season. And he gets in on a really nice catch, two nice catches on that drive. And the Chargers are on their third drive, and they only have a minute and nine seconds left. That's just how... The first half went right, but I did like the fact that the Chargers went. They go down the field and had a minute and nine seconds to work with. They get a couple of chunk plays. Keenan Allen gets one. 
Jalen Guyton has a nicely set up play and gets some good blocking from another receiver down the field. That was pretty cool to watch. And they end up at least going into the halftime with some momentum because they get a field goal there. And you know, all right, well, now because you deferred the kickoff, right? You can get it to 17 10. You can come back after halftime and get another score and potentially be up 24 to 10. So it was really nice, even though they didn't have a ton of time and it was only their third offensive drive of the game to end the half positively because that's so big for this team, whether it's the first or the second half, to end it in a positive fashion. And they did that with Dustin Hopkins getting a field goal to put him up 17 to 10. Well, and just nice to see that the Chargers are executing at those end-of-half situations because we've seen them have issues with that earlier earlier on in the season, and it really have a negative impact on those games. So for them to go down there uh, and execute a nice you know, one-minute drive, whatever, to be able to get some points before halftime when you know you're going to be able to get the ball back and kind of double dip, that's what you want. I mean, of course – it's always best to score a touchdown, but to get points in that situation, to keep that momentum when you know you're going to get the ball back, that's what you want to do. Yeah, and I mean, it's just big for this team because the way that they are, they're a flawed team. I mean, that's just yeah. the way it is, especially as the injuries kind of pile up a little bit when you have guys on the COVID-19 list. Like, you're going to have to win some ugly games, and you're going to have to be in some really tight situations where things aren't going to go your way. And you're going to have to finish it out. And that's the kind of thing with the Chargers. They let a little bit of that momentum get away with that long touchdown drive by the Steelers. But they got a little bit back. And, I mean, this whole game for the Chargers was bouncing back after bad things happened, right? And, I mean, there was going to be a lot more of that in the second half. And, as you can tell a little bit, we sped through this first half because there's just so much to get into in the second half. So, we'll talk about the Chargers totally imploding, but actually having a couple of nice offensive drives and making some big defensive plays late to secure the win. We're going to get into that coming up right after this but first i need to tell you guys about the best protein bar on the planet and of course i'm talking about built bars i mean i definitely had a victory built bar i know justin herbert might be making some victory brisket i'm you know having a victory built bar this week but the one thing i love about built bar is just the taste like you're not going to get me to eat something consistently unless it tastes good so with built bar you're not going to get the chalky waxy flavor that you can get from a lot of protein bars and you're not going to get just two or three options to choose from and that's the other nice thing too is there's so much variety you can get a mixed box and try multiple flavors but we're talking about coconut almond salted caramel double chocolate they're releasing a ton of new flavors this month every three or four days and you can get that box so you can try every one of them and you'll find one that you like i would guarantee it and it's so nice to have something especially around the holidays when there's going to be a lot of eating to have something that tastes like a candy bar right that you can feel good about low carb low sugar high protein and high fiber and you guys can fill up a little bit before getting you know that second piece of pumpkin pie but right now you guys can even save some money because this month built bar is coming out with so many new flavors and you can save money by going to built built.com and using the promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your order that's promo code locked 15 all caps one word for 15 percent off at built.com the other thing that i'm going to love to do this week david during the holiday season is bet on some sports we have thanksgiving coming up that is the best day you know one of the best football days to bet on sports because you just have the games you lock in do a bunch of prop bets for the games and there's only one place to do it and that's betonline.ag it's thanksgiving we all know what that means it's football nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting bet online as you cover for all the holiday season more props odds and lines than ever before and bet online remains your number one spot for all sports action this thanksgiving so make sure you guys head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today you guys can even get some free money to play with on thanksgiving a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on that's 50 percent welcome bonus 
with the promo code LOCKDOWN, all caps, one word to receive that bonus. And it's not just football. Bet online as pro in college hoops, hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the offers they available for the 2021 season because at Bet Online, they are stuffed with deals for Thanksgiving. All right, David. Well, we talked about the the short half, right? Now we have to talk about the long half. And what a wild second half for the Chargers, who started off as good as you could have possibly hoped, right? I mean, that's the thing about the Chargers in the second half. They still had three touchdown drives. And you, a lot of halves, you're very, very happy with that, right? And Joe Lombardi yeah. deserves a lot of credit for this game. As soon as things started going bad, I saw people piling on Joe Lombardi. It's like, I mean, at the fourth and one call, yeah. But, like, there were some drops in. I mean, he called an incredible game for the most yeah. part. But this was huge for the Chargers. They hadn't been good at the, to open third quarters all year. I mean, they just hadn't. This time they go six plays, 70 yards, and get a touchdown to put them up 24 to 10. You score at the end of the first half. You tack on a touchdown to start the second half on Herbert on third and 13. Herbert fires an absolute missile to Keenan Allen for a first down, a 30-yard gain. That was huge. Keenan Allen had two catches for 40 yards on the drive. It was highlighted, David, by Austin Eckler getting another touchdown, right? One of his four touchdowns of the day, his second at this point in the game. And he breaks three tackles and gets a 17-yard receiving touchdown. Third of the day at this point, 17-yard receiving touchdown, where he, he broke so many tackles, and you kind of truly got to see how special this guy is, where you can just throw it to him. You know, for a three-yard gain, he's going to turn into a 17-yard touchdown. That's why it's always a good idea to get Austin Eckler the football in space because that dude is incredible. He can run around you. He can run through you, and he can make things happen. That play right there was something you see on Madden. When you're playing Madden 21 and you hit the Dukes just perfectly and and you hit the, the truck stick, like that's what it looks like in real life. And Austin Eckler had a Madden-type performance in this game. And this play right here was a perfect example of that. It was more like when you're playing someone and you're, like, yelling at Madden for, like, doing something unrealistic just because it looks <laughs> yeah. so good. Like, And you're like, yes. now I'm quitting this online match because some guy just did that to me, right? And it yeah. just you, you couldn't ask for more than that, especially when the defense comes out and gets a three and out. And you see Asante Samuel Jr., you ask him to bounce back, he does it again. On third and eight, he has a nice physical pass breakup on Chase Claypool, who was a lot bigger than him, but he's just so feisty. And even the times he gets beat outside of the one he got beat for the big game in the first half, like he's always there making a play on the football. Timing is pretty good. Not a lot of pass interference has been called on him so far this year, a lot earlier on in the season, but a great play. And like that was like, okay, you have a chance to bury them right now. Like you get it, you have, you're up 24 to 10. You have another chance to go up by 21 points in the third quarter. And the Chargers do get some points on the board, but it's 11 plays, 51 yards, and they get a field goal to make it 27 to 10. But the funny thing, well, first of all, the frustrating thing is that Herbert really had a nice scramble that would have made it first and goal, and they could have gotten a touchdown. But they call it back on a holding call on Corey Lindsley. And, like, Corey Lindsley doesn't hold That was a bad people. call. Yeah, I mean, the call on Donald Parham was bad, too, on, you know, Larry Roundtree's best run of the season. There was definitely a couple of bad calls there. But on that one, I mean, it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, you were you had it. You know what I mean? You converted the third down. You you had you got close enough to feel like you're going to get a touchdown the way your offense has played so far in the game. And then the funniest part about the whole thing was that Dustin Hopkins misses a 46 yard field goal because the Steelers went off sides. And maybe, you know, he misses it either way. But like. To have the Sunday night football game back in 2018 where there was literally three <laughs> offsides in a row to end the game on a Michael Badgley game-winning field goal, to see them do that again, like, I started getting PTSD. 
like crazy the stuff started to yeah. Yeah. was strong on that play. I was like, there's no way we can have a Chargers versus Steelers game and not have an offsides on a field goal attempt. It just wouldn't feel right. And of course, that happens in this game. It's just it's yeah. just wild. Well, and it's it's hard to blame Dustin Hopkins for that one just because like he missed way in the opposite direction of where that dude was trying to block that punt from. And so you could tell he was starting off. He nails the 41-yarder. That puts him up yeah. 17. And you still feel good about that. I mean, you have a 17-point sure. you know, lead in the second half, you know, halfway through the third quarter, more than that even. So, like, that's still a good possession most games. But for the Chargers offense, they obviously set a pretty ridiculous, you know, standard for themselves. But Justin Herbert, again, using his legs on that drive to set that up. And then the Steelers end up going 10 plays, 57 yards. And it was really a big win because you hold them to a field goal there. It makes it 27 to 13. And you're like, okay. I mean, obviously, you want to give up no points there. You have a chase play pull, 28-yard catch and run. But Joe Gaziano, we have to point out on this drive, because on third down in the red zone, he gets his hands up, knocks the pass down, and forces the Steelers to go for a field goal there. So young guys, especially in the defensive interior, stepping up right there. And then disaster starts to happen, David. And this is the Ah. part that would have been way, 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 way worse to talk about had the Chargers had somehow lost this game. But on the next drive, it was really a perfect storm because the Chargers run the ball twice. Austin Eckler does have a really nice run on first down, right? They get a good amount of yards on two runs, but you're still like two runs. I know you're up 17, but like maybe don't, you know, maybe you're up 14 yeah. at that point. Maybe, <laughs> maybe just go out and do what you have been maybe, doing. Maybe, maybe keep maybe, throwing the ball. Yeah. If, yeah. Or if you're going to run, you know, maybe let Justin Herbert run. It was just weird. They ran it twice on third yeah. down. There was a third and short. Herbert throws it to Mike Williams in double coverage on a third and like two. So it was just, it was really weird. The throw was way off too. It wasn't even close. So that was like the only throw of the day where I'm like, Justin Herbert, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And it's obviously added insult to injury because the Chargers get the punt blocked and give the ball back to the Steelers on the three yard line. Right. So like you're up by 17, right? And with a span of, you know, two minutes, you have a field goal that cuts it to 14 and then a blocked punt down to your three-yard line. And that's the thing is we always talk about special teams, and it's just so important. And, like, for the most part this year, you were happy with the Chargers' special teams because they've been moderately better, right? They're making kicks now and stuff, and the PATs ended up being huge in this game. Dustin Hopkins hits all of them. But you just had to avoid the disaster play. And then it comes to you in a game like this. Like, you know, of course, you don't get a blocked punt when you're down 21, right? It's always... You're up, and it, this is what kind of lets the Steelers creep back into things. And they go four plays to get three yards to make it 27 to 20. And the frustrating part there, David, it just felt like nothing was going right at that point. Like already, you were just starting to get that bad feeling because the Chargers actually miraculously on the three-yard line forced the Steelers into a fourth and goal situation where the Steelers are going for it. And you're like, I have a chance to totally erase this block punt. And then Tavon Campbell gets there early for an easy call for defensive pass interference. It was a good call on that. Najee Harris gets uh, Najee Harris. Najee Harris gets the one yard touchdown there, flies over the line and gets in easily. But now it's twenty seven to twenty. You have a seventeen point lead. You're feeling good about yourself, and then all of a sudden, David, it's like the Sunday scaries set in, and you're like, "Oh, buckle up, here we go." Yeah, and for new Charger fans, like <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> these situations when this happens, the Chargers lose. 100% of the time before this season. Yeah. Old Treasure fans, you know. I mean, your blood pressure at this point is starting to climb expeditiously. And you're starting to st- you're starting to stand up, you're starting to pace, you're starting to 
drink your social sparkler. Things are getting very, very uncomfortable at this point in time. And trust me, I was right there with you. I was like, this cannot be happening right now. Yeah, or you're like, you know, throwing TVs, remotes through your TV and like missing the rest of the game or like flipping your couch over or I'm sure many of the uh, like there's no way you know, both of those things have happened thousands of times to Chargers. Fans. Oh, yeah. But like it, in those games, the ones you're talking about for the old Charger fans, you know, everyone knows of and like even if you've been a Charger fans, even since they moved to L.A., you've seen a lot of this. Right. So like it's been a recent thing and an old all time thing for them. But like. You always feel it. That's the thing about a Chargers oh, yeah. loss. You know, one of the brutal ones is like you feel it coming. Your stomach starts to churn. Like you're just like, oh, I'm like this is it. Yes. Like this is the pit in the bottom of the stomach. But credit to the Chargers offense because it could have spiraled out of control right there. It could have gotten worse. But they actually answered back. They go down and get a touchdown of their own. They go seven plays for 75 yards. Justin Herbert has a 36-yard scramble on third and five where he was just like, running through the open field and those giant long legs were just eating up so much ground and credit to Cameron Hayward for chasing Justin Herbert down. But also that's where the credit for Cameron Hayward is going to end because obviously he lays down on top of Herbert for a ridiculous amount of time. I didn't know what was happening there. Just laying on top of him, making his presence felt. Then Josh Palmer tries to pull him off. He goes down double fisted back on top of Herbert, the double punch that everyone was talking about on Twitter. And I saw it live. It wasn't, you know, the greatest of force. He didn't like fully cock back and punch him in the stomach or anything like that. Plus, Justin Herbert is also Superman, so I doubt it affected him very much. But like, dirty play. It gets a 15-yard penalty. A lot of people thought it should have been an ejection. It doesn't end up going down that way. But you get it back to a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, which every team should feel good about. But it's, we're talking about the Chargers, and this is a Chargers game recap. So Chargers get that to make it 34-20. to 20. Big time drive, huge answer by the Chargers offense. And the Steelers bounce right back. I mean, you have a Deontay Johnson 32-yard catch and run where he absolutely toasted Michael Davis, who was coming back from a hamstring injury, and Davis is chasing him all the way down the field. Everyone's taking bad angles, and you get that giant play in the passing game that the Steelers still found a few of them, even though Chargers early in the season were known for not doing that. You have an 18-yard catch by Eric Ebron that looks too easy. And then an Eric Ebron screen pass. Set up nicely on the outside where he ends up going in from five yards out. That's one of the things from this game, too, is like they had a lot of success doing things like that in the red zone. And I'm sure other teams are going to do that. Make the Chargers corners, get off blocks, make tackles in open space. They didn't do it on this drive. But the Chargers would come back on the next drive. And you still felt like, okay, well, they have a chance right now. There's a just under five minutes left at this point. The Chargers can go end the game, right? And me and you both posted something about that at one point, like, all right, that sucks. You know, obviously you cut it back down to seven again. But at the same time, you have a chance to go win the game on your own terms right now. What do the Chargers do? They go two plays and have an interception that was just really, I mean, obviously it is a play that has to be made. Cam Hayward jumps up, it hits off of his helmet. But like the force that you have to be throwing a ball with to have a ball bounce as high as it did off of Cam Hayward's helmet to have a safety run up from the secondary to dive in interception is pretty actually crazy. But, like, it was, again, a disaster play. Herbert hadn't really made a bad throw for most of the game outside of maybe one on that third down when they decided to, you know, punt and got it blocked. Like, he had been making all the right decisions, just laser beam throws, super accurate the entire game. And then you have that happen. And all of a sudden, after that 17-point lead, after you get it back to 14, now they're on your side of the field at the 11-yard line is where he ends up. 
and they're down by seven points. And of course, they go two plays, 11 yards, get a touchdown to tie things up. Bosa gets an unnecessary roughness on another really soft call. I hate quarterbacks and passing you know, rough in the yeah, past. Yeah, what a flop. I mean, LeBron James would yeah. be very proud of Ben Roethlisberger for that one. I mean, come on. You're 250, 260 pounds. You're really going to fall over from that push? Give yeah. me a break. For sure. And I mean, Joe's got to know better, but I'm sure he's frustrated at that point. Like, God damn, like, you know, I know we haven't played great, but like, I feel like we've done some things here, you know, you guys could work with. And and then they end up getting a five yard Pat Fryermuth touchdown where, you know, they tested the Chargers tackling on the outside again. Right. And they Michael Davis, you can't have the right tackle go make a block on you on a tight end screen like that. You had so much time to get to your spot and you, you know, let yourself get blocked. And it was an easy touchdown. Now it's 34 to 34. After everything, a 17-point lead had officially been blown, right? The Chargers did it again. They had four consecutive 16-point leads last year that they blew. (laughs) And you just there was no chance the Chargers were going to win at that point, especially after the next drive, David, where they go four plays, nine yards, and turn the ball over on downs. And Jared Cook drops a first down catch on first down. That would have avoided the entire situation. Herbert gets sacked right after that. Jared Cook just can't get enough. I think he should be able to get that first down too. I know it's a third and very long, like third and 14, but like he had a one-on-one with a guy in the secondary as a six foot five superhuman to go get that first down there. He tried to go around him near the sideline, ends up just short. Still a good effort, I thought, but maybe get it. And then on fourth down, this was the tough part because every person in the Charger fan in their living room was like, I still was going to go for this, even deep in his own territory, right? But the play call, David, was the questionable part. They go to Austin Eckler. They do a normal handoff. They leave a blitzer, Joe Schober, unblocked, and he comes in, makes the tackle for no game. And it was just like, agree with the decision. Terrible play call. Use a quarterback sneak with your six-foot-six quarterback. Every single time. There should be no excuse for not using the QB sneak in that situation. It is like 100% successful. Justin Herbert is gigantic. All he has to do is literally fall forward and you have a first down and you continue driving in that situation. Obviously, I love that he went for it. Hate the play call. You can't do it. Never make that mistake again. QB sneak every single time. Yeah, and they had, I think it was the Cleveland game where they ran like on two yard, you know, fourth and two. They gave it to Austin where he picks it up. It's not even like, like I've seen, you know, where there's a guy lined up right over the center, a linebacker and two defensive tackles and those tackles, you know, pinched in on him. It wasn't even that. Like you could see the gap for the quarterback sneak. Easy for me to say, you know, standing where I was standing at the time, which was shivering in my living room. But it was just (laughs) like, after you give up a 17 point lead, you have a chance to again, milk the clock, not even milk the clock. You have a chance to just go win the game with the ball in your own hands and you turn it over on downs and you're already giving the ball to them and field goal range at that point you know and that's the brand state of life and you have to be good with that if you get the right play call which i just don't think it was there and like i said the offense is great blah 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 eckler gets denied there and the steelers end up getting the game or go ahead field goal to make it 37 34 that was a huge stand by the chargers defense once again the offense you know puts them in a precarious situation they already have the interception on the 11 they have the block punt that starts them on the three yard line so like these points the charge defense gave up i mean i just told you 14 you know, 17 right there that like maybe is different if things go differently for special teams and offense. But big stand, Joey Bosa bats the ball down on third down, gigantic play. And you just had no real, you know, faith in the Chargers at that point. You're like, you now you're down, right? And you, now you've let them score 20 points, you know, 27 points in the fourth quarter to take the lead again. Like, how does this game get remedied at this point? Well, I guess all it took was a Mike Williams 50 
three-yard touchdown with two minutes and nine seconds remaining. Justin Herbert talked about it after the game. He was wide open. It looked like a busted coverage, but it was something the Chargers kind of saw coming with the way they were playing Mike Williams. Ended up really, really backfiring on him this time. Mike Williams wide open, breaks a tackle on his way into the end zone. I was telling you, like, I just said, like, I don't remember the last time I saw a Chargers wide receiver break yeah. a tackle. And then Mike Williams breaks that tackle. And, yeah, you're there giving it, it back is. to him with two minutes and nine seconds. But, like, you score the touchdown there every time, right? Because the field goal doesn't win you the game Absolutely. there. You can't end it, you know, just score the touchdown, worry about the rest later. And that was the nice part, David, is the defense ends things in a positive way because – 27 fourth quarter points. I mean, are you expecting the Chargers defense to get a stop right there? Are you expecting How to could get you? the go-ahead and touchdown and making a 34 points in the fourth quarter? Instead, Kyler Fackerel, huge on first down, gets an eight-yard sack. And Joey Bosa, who you know had some otherworldly moments in this game, gets an 11-yard sack on the very next play to make it third and 29. They have an incomplete pass. A penalty makes it fourth and 32. And Big Ben doesn't even complete it, right? And it was just like, Everything was so crazy, and it came down so quick, and the Chargers deserve a lot of credit defensively for going out the way they did with all that had gone against them to go make those two plays for those two individual players to come up with those big moments really won them the game in the end. Yeah, Brandon Staley sends the dogs at the right time and says, hey, I'm going to go put pressure on Big Ben. I'm not going to let him sit back there and pick the defense apart in this situation where you know they got to have a touchdown to win the game. They send the pressure. The pressure gets home. The big-time player you gave a lot of money to makes a huge play, and the Chargers were able to escape Sunday night football with a monumental victory. Yeah, and I don't even know if they brought a blitz. Maybe and I don't think it's on first down, but what they did do, though, was they had three edge rushers out there. It was Nwosu, Kyler Fackrell, and Joey Bosa. And the three best dudes, Joey Bosa rushing on the interior, which – was impossible for the interior offensive line of the Steelers to block pretty much the entire game. When he got those matchups, he was great in those situations, made up for, you know, some dumb penalties that he had as well. But, like, to end it like that, like, obviously it's a game where it's super sloppy. You know, there's a lot to clean up. There's a lot of places the Chargers need to improve, and now the running defense looks good, and the pass defense looks awful. So, like, there's definitely some things that have to get better for the Chargers, but you win the game and you figure it out later, right? I mean, that's the thing is you just had to come away with that game with a win and now you're six and four in the AFC you're right with the best teams you have as few losses as the Chiefs do who are a half game ahead of you right now in the AFC West with two and oh in your division in your back pocket so like so hard to under you know talk about how big this game was like it's hard to really even think of where the Chargers would be at five and five like what Charger fans would be feeling like having lost four out of their last five games but they got it done and it also means with they win, we get to talk about what went right and what went wrong tomorrow. We're trying to get the king of everything wrong, John Kegley, on with us for that because I'm sure he's going to be pissed off about it, frankly, you know, some of the things that happened in that game. But, hey, you know, win now, learn your lessons later as the season gets going because things are going to heat up down the stretch and the Chargers really, really needed this AFC win. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow, we'll get into the best and talk more about, you know, Keenan Allen's huge performance, Justin Herbert some interior defensive linemen that stepped up, Austin Eckler, so much more to get into with this wild, wild game. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow to make sure you don't miss it. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel at Locked On Chargers or our Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe if you're watching there now. Make sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts from, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the new TuneIn app, the Odyssey app, wherever you find podcasts, you can find us there. Make sure to follow as well for free wherever you find us as always. But 
What a game. If you guys want to get your reactions in, the number is 323-524-7924 for the Lockdown Chargers voicemail line. And you can also find the show on all social media where we post it every single day. So to make sure you don't miss this, follow it on Twitter at LockdownLAC for the show. You can follow me and David on Twitter for me at Day and Talk Sports and for David Drogmeyer at Drotalk SD. You can also find our new at Lockdown Chargers Instagram page and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. But happy to get into you know more historical stats tomorrow with you guys from a magical performance in the Chargers on Sunday Night Football tomorrow. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.